You're listening to the Mariah Report. Back inside. Hey, welcome back. I'm Martin Burgess. And I'm Dan Enriquez. This is Back in Time. Going way back, back, back in time to 1991. Traveling all the way back. Oh, we got in the time capsule, girl. We're going back there. We are revisiting the Emotions album slash era slash all the goodies that come along with that time. Yeah, so that kicked off end of 1991. Mm-hmm. Mariah's sophomore album. Second album. Yes. Different millennium back then. Oh, girl, I was, I was like, what number was it? <laughs> yes, exactly. It was a whole different day and time. Mariah, of course, by the time this album comes out in September of 1991, she has already won two Grammys. Mm-hmm. She has had four number one singles. Mm-hmm. She's riding high at the top of the charts. She's like the new biggest thing. And also the bar has been set really high. Oh, for sure. She has to compete with herself. Well, yes, and compete with all the other people that were out and about during that time because I this is when I really started getting into music was late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to the classics, girl. Like, and classics for my generation are like, you know, the Madonnas, the Mariahs, the Whitney's, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. In Australia, we weren't, I wasn't seeing Mariah in the streets <laughs> over there. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think she really made it. I think we will discuss on like the charts and everything from around the world, but I don't think Mariah really was um, hitting number ones in very many countries mm-hmm. until Music Box. Music Box is what did it. You know, that's yeah. really what catapulted her as a global superstar. Yeah, but I do feel like I knew the song Emotions. Like, I think it was just a single, maybe. Not a whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember it just being around, one of those songs that was just around. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a bop back in the day. People yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when we talk about Emotions, the album, the lead single obviously is Emotions. And um, so this episode, we're going to focus mainly on that song and how that like sort of kicked off this whole era Mm -hmm. and you know, it gave her her fifth number one single. Yeah. So now she's in the big leagues now, honey. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was, I mean, when she had her first five singles go number one, I think she broke the record. Right. Because I think maybe like Paula Abdul had like a couple straight in a row and the Jackson five had a couple straight in a row. So did Whitney, Mm -hmm. but Mariah, she was the first with five. She was the little Nas X of her time. I get a hun, and we didn't even know it. We didn't even know it back then. Who would have thought? <laughs> but also she's a little baby too. She's like, what, 20 years old? Yeah. So she started recording and writing this album while her first debut album was riding high in the charts. Yeah. She's in the studio writing and recording while outside in the world, she's becoming a huge star. And she doesn't even sort of realize it because she doesn't have time. Fortunately, I didn't wait too long between albums, um, which some people were kind of, um, you know, skeptical about. But for me, it, it was a help to me to, to be um, recording and writing my songs while, uh, for my new album, while my first album, you know, was still 
like really high in the charts because, or even before it even got into the charts, I started writing for my new album. You know what I mean? I was con I'm constantly writing. So I didn't have the time to sit there and say, oh, how am I gonna follow up this success? You know, either I hadn't reached any, any success yet or I was living it. So I wasn't really, you know, looking back and saying, oh, I can never, you know, top this. I wasn't worrying about it. I was just trying to concentrate on doing good music. And I'm forgetting what she said in the book, but what was the Tommy situation? Were they officially dating? I I think they were, but Mariah was not speaking on it. Behind the scenes. Yeah, uh -huh. she was not speaking on it. They they really didn't speak on it until like 93. I think until, uh. you know, right up until close to the wedding. Oh, wow. I don't know. But I don't remember that, all, although I don't remember all of that. No, I was eight to nine years old when this was happening. Yeah, I I was young. I was young. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, I'm thinking, like, what are my memories of, you know, the emotions era just overall? And I'm thinking, well, I remember the videos. Mm -hmm. I remember the performances, like the Grammys, the Saturday Night Lives. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, that was it. And the radio. Like, mm -hmm. that was how I remember the emotions era. Like, I remember Make It Happen recording it off my little red tiny little red boom box and mm -hmm. i'd be like i was just listening to make it happen over and over and like that's how i sort of remember this era mm. you know because there wasn't all of this content out there right there was just regular television and you had to catch it you if it, you did if you missed it you missed it girl mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like a totally different era and time so i feel like oh i don't remember anything well, there wasn't much because she was very controlled mm -hmm. in her um, public viewing of her. Yeah. You know, she was on the late night shows, the mm -hmm. Arsenio Halls. She was hitting all the big things. But that was it back in the day. Mm. That If you did the Arsenio Hall show, you did the best you could in terms of promotion and marketing for yourself. Right. So she hit all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It wasn't like she was, she didn't, you know, do a ton of magazine covers. She wasn't doing a million interviews everywhere. She just did the ones that mattered and counted. Mm. And so that's why it seems like, oh, I don't remember much from that era. But uh, honey, back in those days, there's nothing to remember. Yeah. What you saw is what you get. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the video. Let's talk about the video. Fun. Cute. Love it. Animals. People. Parties. All the things. All the Driving. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah in the backseat of the of the convertible. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this again, so this has the whole cinematic look that they were going for with this album. Mm -hmm. You know, the sepia tones and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it fit right in with all of that, the whole look of the era. Mm -hmm. Love it. And yeah. it's fun. It's high energy. Yeah. I also remember Mariah talking about this video, how, you know, I think they filmed this in the summer of 1991. Right. Uh, like right before the album dropped or even the single, because the single came out in August. The album came out in September. So, yeah. And she was saying how much fun it was mm. to do this video because she was newly 21. Mm. And, you know, she's basically partying with her friends. And, you know, they wanted to have some splashes. Yeah. You know, and she was able to have some splashes and things because the certain, you know, people that be were, were not um, there around. around. Yes. Uh huh. So I think it was one of Mariah's favorites of the time. Well, you can tell she's having fun doing it. Yes. Because previously she's standing around, she's in a mood. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. This one, she's, like, just loose and, and enjoying herself. Yeah, it's it's fun. You see all her friends are there. Trey, Trey Lorenz. Uh, Josephine is in the video. Yeah. I think there's a raccoon. Is it a raccoon or a possum, maybe? A possum, sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know where is they find these things. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on there, but it just, it works. Maybe a lizard? Maybe. Or an iguana. Iguana, yes. Uh, I knew there was a lizard uh, in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what else? So, like, um, you know, with MC30, they released all the remixes and whatnot. Yeah. But there's also been the remix video for this. Mm. has been out for a while. Um, so definitely check that out because that has all kinds of more scenes in there and more fun moments. Yeah. So I like to watch that one when I watch um, the video. Uh-huh. It's a good remix and you get all that extra bonus yeah, yeah. footage. It's cute. It's fun. I love it. Check it's- it out on YouTube. It's been hd too, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we love an HD moment. Get into it. Okay, what about the, uh, the album in general? Should we talk about that now or get yeah. into emotions? Let's song? talk about the album overall in general because I think it's, it's notable to say that Mariah, this is the first time that she co-produced the whole entire album. Mm. So, um, And she also got a Grammy nomination for Producer of the Year as well. Emotions was the first, my first effort as a producer. I co-produced the whole album and it was a lot of fun, but more importantly, it really gave me a chance to be very intricately involved in every aspect of the this recording and I loved it. I also think you could see her influences, her musical influences, mm. really uh, ingrained in this album. And I say specifically sort of like 60s and 70s R&B. Mm-hmm. It's very sort of like throwback R&B. It's mm. very like Aretha. It's very sort of, you know, Carole King, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And jazzy. Yeah, jazzy. And it, but yet it's also new and fresh of the time because she's working with Cavillis and Cole, uh-huh. who were like making huge records in that day. Yeah. So she has like this, this melding of these two genres, which is what Mariah's so good at. Also, Walter A, he's good at writing class- these classic songs, but in a modern way. Mm-hmm. Like he writes current hits. Absolutely. Or did. Yeah, exactly. The of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why some of these ballads that are on this um album that we're gonna talk about, they are classic, like of the of the era. I was just watching an interview with Barbara Streisand and um that New Zealand guy, Zane mm-hmm. Zane Lowe. Oh yeah. She talks like Mariah talks about how she makes the music and layers it and wants things a particular way. And but she also worked with Walter A and she calls him Walter A. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. She can't say his name either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one it is so i was like okay well i knew exactly who she was talking about though yes yes and that's so his lane of music mm-hmm. um and so of course we almost know this that she and walter wrote pretty much the majority of the album together right um with the exception for some of the cnc stuff uh-huh. now do you remember other songs from cnc music like cnc music factory and like those types of things because those were big those were like the dance yeah, bops of the of the year. What was on the chart? Because what those hits that we looked at, I remember those. I just didn't. You know, I was too young, so I just don't remember who was making them. I wasn't following them like that. Um, gonna make you sweat. Yes, gonna make Knew you that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff that they everybody did out. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mariah teaming up with them was spectacular. Because look what we got. I mean, first of all. 
emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of here. Like, that's iconic, even to this day. Yeah. Well, even the song is pretty dancey. It's got a dance vibe to it's it. A, it's a pure, uplifting, you know, jammable song. Mm-hmm. Like, and nowadays, everyone knows it. It's a, it's a classic. Well, let's get into the song. Let's get into the song. Let's get into it. She's feeling emotions. A lot of emotions. Well, now I wonder who she's feeling the emotions about. I think, well, I don't think it's about a person. I think it's really just an homage to some of the music that she used to listen to. Some of the sort of like the disco or R&B or house music that she used to listen to. Because um, this song sort of is a homage to the song Best of My Love by the group Emotions. Well, sometimes I write not from my personal experience, but just from observing life and things that, you know, have affected me growing up and watching people and just, um, it really is determined by the music, whatever melodically the song makes me feel, that's what I write about. Yeah, but also I think really flexing the high notes as well. Oh, definitely. But in a good way. Yeah. Like, it, they work here in this song. It makes a song. And even though she's doing like a million high notes, they work perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is like smooth. Yeah. It doesn't sound out of place. No, but she really, she's really going for it and showcasing the, her abilities. Yeah, and because in the beginning of her... AKA the beginning, AKA last year <laughs> in 1990. Yeah. Um, people were saying, oh, she's too much of a gimmick with her high notes and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But really, she was like, oh, I can show, oh, y'all want high notes? Mm. Oh, y'all gonna talk about my high notes? I'll give you high notes. Mm-hmm. I'll give you high, high notes like no one's ever given high notes, okay? Mm-hmm. And th- so that I feel also was sort of her saying like a big F you to all the high note haters. Mm-hmm. Well, along those lines too, in these these days, because she wasn't a touring artist and didn't really do a whole bunch of live performances for the for the general public, people were saying that she was a studio product, right? Developed in the studio, and that she can't. Um, but the high notes are just mechan- you know soundboard pitching, right? Trickeries. Well, I don't have a tour planned yet because I just did my second album, Emotions, which I was in the studio for about six months um, during the time that my other album was out and being promoted my first album. So I haven't had time to put together a proper tour and I want to make sure that when I do tour, it's the the best tour that I can give and I want to be really prepared for that. So I'm just going to wait a while longer. Okay, so it was a number one song. Yep. Fifth number one And she loves to perform it live. She sure does. To this day. Absolutely. She, well, there was a brief time where Mariah did not sing this song. What time was that? From, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so when the album came out, obviously she was singing it all the time on all the shows and everything. But then, and then when she would go on tour, she would always put it in the set list. Even the Rainbow Tour had it. Yeah. Butterfly Tour opened with it. Butterfly Tour. All the tours had it. Yeah. Except um, come Charm Bracelet, there was no emotions. Is that the period of time you're talking about? That's the period of time, but I'm talking from like (laughs) 
charm bracelet. One time? No, 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 because she didn't perform it for almost 10 years. From charm bracelet onward? Well, actually from Rainbow Tour onward. So Rainbow Tour was in 2000. Yeah. She didn't perform it again until New Year's Eve of 2009. New Year's Eve? Yes, at Madison Square Garden. When she oh, did, the yeah, memoirs tour, mm-hmm. really, the, or the Angel's Advocate, if yes, you will. I call yeah. the memoirs tour. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she didn't bring that back until memoirs. Do you have favorite like performances that, of emotions that she's done? I mean, there's a couple that I really love. I don't know if I had to choose a favorite. Like it's sort of like there's so many amazing performances. Yeah, it's hard to choose. But I would say probably the MTV Unplugged. That's just, a good one. Just because that one's sort of iconic. Yeah. But if I had to choose a backup, I would probably do the MTV Video Music Awards. Okay. Was showing the white? Yeah, she was wearing the white top, the blouse. It was very blousey. Is that the, is that the one where the, it's in some videos and they say, oh, she had like saved the note or something? She like drops a note somewhere? Well, she just... Or she had a cold or something? No, that's that. I think that's the top of the pops. Uh, where she did have like uh, a cold or like her voice wasn't how we normally u- are used to hearing it. Yeah. So she sang it a little bit different. But I love that. I think it's quite interesting. TV one was actually, I believe, the first time she performed it uh, live, and that's where she hits those high notes, those ending high notes, the crescendo of high notes, mm. where it's so high. I think they're like at the time people were saying it's the highest note ever hidden. Mm. hit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was hitting it. She was hitting that note, but they were so high that you're like, oh my god, it, it was almost like a squeak, right? But like a very musical squeak. Yeah, yeah. What do I like? I really liked what she did recently with it when she mixed it into You Don't Know What To Do on the, at the Caution Tour. Yes. That was a good, like, different version of that. Uh-huh. And it had a good vibe. Good and vibe. It, it was like this perfect little medley mm-hmm. of, you know, sort of old school Mariah upbeat music, you know, compared to new Mariah upbeat music. I think it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. Same. I do like it at the Christmas shows, too. 
Oh, yes. Which is er- in the medleys. Mm-hmm. Er- mm-hmm. These are songs that people get up on their feet for. They love. Yeah. It is almost in the canon of Hero, We Belong Together. Sometimes it might be one of those ones she just has to do. Yeah, I would definitely say that Emotions is a signature song of hers. You know, there's obviously, you know, 19 number ones that she has. But this one, I think, goes beyond just being known as one of her number ones. Mm -hmm. It has this whole other dimension to it where it's a song that sort of solidified her as, you know, a part of pop culture Mm -hmm. and a part of the uh, music industry. Right. For, you know... For years and decades to come. Well, everybody knows it now. Oh, definitely. I mean, let's look at other things that have happened recently with it. Now, uh, how about when Drake sampled it for his Emotionless? Mm-hmm. I think he sampled the the live MTV version. Yep. But that was huge. So it's like even current day artists are going back and looking at her iconic stuff and, and sampling it. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the mark of like classic yeah. longevity. Well, even when Ariana Grande was coming up, yeah, she did a version of it to showcase her vocal ability. Right. And it was amazing. She was good. It's a hard song to sing. Yeah. Trust and believe. Yeah. I've been trying to do it for years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's what sets Mariah apart, especially when you watch the Ariana version. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't come from her soul. Ariana didn't write it. It just doesn't have that same... Yeah, you know, with most of Mariah's songs, if not all, there is just some sort of something that when Mariah sings it, it's better. Like, you can cover a Mariah song if you're that gifted, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like Ariana did with Emotions, but it just doesn't hit the same way. No. Just doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Um, But yeah, there's been so many performances. There's going to be more performances of this iconic song to come. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will just say this was a huge hit for the year 1991. It even uh, was number 22 on the year-end charts on the Billboard Hot 100 year-end chart. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. For 92? For 91. 91. Yeah. Wow. So it was only out for like six months, but it's still in basically the top 40 of best songs of the year. Smash hit. Smash hit, honey. Smash hit. It was nominated for a Grammy for best female pop vocal. Now, how this song lost to Bonnie Raitt, I will never know. Rigged. Rigged. (laughs) Rigga Morris. (laughs) Rigged. It's always been rigged. (laughs) Like, it's just wild that a song like this wouldn't win awards for, you know. Best vocal. Come on. It's a a vocal that only she can do. Mm -hmm. And therefore, she deserves every award for it. Mm -hmm. Well, even to this day, it's still getting love because she released it as part of the MC30. Yes. Yes. And it's been it's never been on uh streaming as a single with all the remixes. With the and remixes. Everything. So if you haven't heard them, there's some really good club mixes thanks to CNC Music Factory. Mm-hmm. Um there's some really fun like dance funky mixes out there. It's been a while since I have listened to any of them because they weren't on streaming. Right. Uh, but speaking of break, let's take a quick flash break. Yes. 
Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, we're back. Yes, welcome back. It's 1991. I love this year. Yeah, I'm eight years old. <laughs> As am I, but I'm loving it because Mariah is at the top of the chart. She's everywhere. She's yeah. really overtaken the whole musical scene. You know, I was, before Mariah, I was loving, you know, the Paula Abduls, the Janet Jacksons. But when Mariah came along, it was like this whole new experience. Mm. Just as a whole of, of li- a music listener and someone, you know, I love music. Um, but Mariah just brought it all to a whole new level for me. Mm-hmm. So these were very um, formative musical moments in my life. Wow. Yes. Yes, wait till we get to the make it happen part. Because I, girl, that song was it. That <laughs> me and my little red boombox just jamming out. That was it. Definitely. Yeah, so the album is has a whole bunch of songs on it that weren't singles as well. And we want to yes. give them some love. So... Instead of going chronologically, let's do a little like shuffle. Do we have to put shuffle on the CD player? Yes. Or even when um, the little iPads came out with the, the shuffle. When it's 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I was still listening to things on cassette tapes then. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, we had that big CD player that was like oh, a machine. Oh, really? But it had a shuffle feature on it. Oh. To skip the tracks. Mix I mean, up the tracks. I think. That wasn't a digital exclusive. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a. I don't think we came into that until 1993 in my household. Really? I think, yeah. Not that I can remember. I think we had a, yeah, we had the CD player. Well, my first Mariah CD was Music Box, so I wasn't there yet. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Like, I had, everything else was in cassette. So I didn't know Shuffle, but we're going to shuffle it up here. It was a thing, yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to give some love to some of the other songs that didn't make it to the top of the charts from this album. And some of them are fan favorites, actually. They are. What are the options? Let's do The Wind and and You Don't Remember. And You Don't Remember. Let's start there, because that's track number two, actually. Okay, cute. cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of chronological order okay, so here. Okay, not shuffled. <laughs> shuffled, but not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, th- as I just said, this is track number two, and it's a beautiful, beautiful ballad. A classic Walter Mariah collaboration here. Yep. Uh, giving us a lot of sort of, like I was saying earlier, that throwback to classic R&B. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I feel like there's a lot of Aretha influence in this song. Mm, mm-hmm. See, to me, this is this sounds like Sony Music Mariah Carey. Tommy's making her do this kind of style. This style. Okay, I mean, I I, I see that definitely, <laughs> definitely, but at the same time, I do feel that it is authentically Mariah at the same time, just because of how influenced she was in this song. She wrote, produced it, you know, she crafted it. 
So mm. that has to come from somewhere. And if she's channeling someone like Aretha Franklin, who, you know, is her icon, I feel like there's still um, an authenticity to this song. If I had to argue it in court, that's what I would say. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think she was given a brief. This is what we need. Yes. And you know, true. And But you know, Mariah, she can write a song for anything. You yeah. ask her to write a song for this. You ask her to write a song like this. She's going to be able to come up with it. Right. Because she's genius. Yes. Um, I wonder what Mariah would say about this song nowadays. Well, we know from interviews that when she, she said that if she doesn't like a song, she just doesn't sing it. Well, true. So I guess Angie don't remember. Has she ever done it live? No. I don't even think Ever? she's even saying a snippet of it. Really? I don't think so. Maybe she forgot about it. Well, she must not remember. Because there was no emotions tour. There was not. Mm-mm. And there was the Music Box tour where she sang a lot of songs from the Emotions album, but she did not sing this one. Mm. So it sort of does get lost in the shuffle it does. of it all. <laughs> but Which makes a, me suspicious that it's a Sony that's music. It's a Sony thing. Well, you know, it is what it is. The label made decisions on that one. And the decision was made. Track number two. There you go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go down to the wind then. Okay. This is track number... This is the last track. Ten-ish, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So from two to ten. So this, I think, is a beautiful closeout to the album. It is. um, Add it to the funeral playlist. Oh, yes. Of One Sweet Day, Uh Bye Bye, etc. Yeah, absolutely. So this is probably Mariah's, num- it's her, her most jazz influence. I mean, it is jazz. It's not just at jazz influence. It's pure jazz. Mm-hmm. It showcases her in a whole different light. I mean, mm-hmm. who else who's just been spent a year at the top of the charts, pop music charts, mm-hmm. uh, Billboard Hot 100 charts, R&B charts, she's at the top of every chart. Who would have thought that she's going to release a song, The Wind, which is nothing but straight jazz. It sets her into another category of an artist who can really sing anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think this song sort of proves and mm-hmm. why she put it here on the album. So she samples a song called The Wind by mm-hmm. Chet Baker. Very similar styling, pretty much. I mean, you can hear, you can hear the sample yeah. in the song, absolutely. Now, this was, the lyrics are interesting to me. Mm. Because I don't, I'm curious, because back in 1991, the AIDS epidemic was still on fire. Right. And people were dying. People didn't know what was causing it, how it was happening, how you caught it. Everything was still a mystery. So to me, this seems like the wind sounds like a pandemic is sweeping through, mm-hmm. especially in showbiz, early New York. Um, all of that. All that. She was probably involved with people who just died. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's what was happening. That is absolutely what was happening. Although I will say, I do recall um, Mariah mentioning once or twice that this song was about a friend who had died in a drunk driving accident. Ah. So it is definitely a song about, you know, gone before you know it. Yeah. But she, I don't think she was had the AIDS epidemic in mind. Although it fits perfectly. For the and time honestly, period, yeah. Honestly, that would have been a huge marketing thing for her to say this is about this. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because everybody was aware. Mm-hmm. But no. But it was also, also very stigmatized that you wouldn't 
openly oh, right, exactly, which is it. probably why the label decided not to even mention this song or do anything with yeah. this song. Uh-huh. But you know, they just left it there. I think it's a beautiful, haunting song, perfect to end the album with. A little bit like looking in S. Yes. But not, uh-huh. but like really haunting, like you said. Yes. To wrap up the album. And, as, and I think this was sort of like, you know how Mariah always likes to end the albums sort of on? In a mood. In a mood. Yeah. This was definitely a mood. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go low for that. Um, so I actually really like this. By the end of this album, we've had upbeat songs we've had some bops we've had beautiful ballads but this just brings it to a whole nother sort of genre and it almost leaves you wanting more mm. because when you listen to this whole album all these songs you're you're getting everything mm-hmm. and i want more there's only like 10 tracks on this album mm. sort of a short album mm-hmm. but again she made it in just a matter of months mm. do you think it's leading into the next album well, the next album is Music Box. Is Music Box and kind of gets ballad heavy. It is ballad heavy, but I think it's a different reason for ballad heavy on that one. Right. This, the ballads on this one, even though, like you were saying, it's probably very Sony music led. I think there is some depth to these ballads. Mm. You know, so I don't know. Also, it is her second album, so I'm sure she still has a lot of like pent up creative energy she wants to get out. Hmm. Yeah, and also think of, you know, we mentioned how she was nominated for uh, Producer of the Year, and she this was her first producer nomination. She's also learning so much about producing and how, like, professional studios work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she was just itching to get more and more and more involved even after this album. Mm-hmm. So Music Box and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So this just leaves us at, at a moment where we know Mariah has so much more growth. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Great way to end the album. That is going to wrap up this episode. Yes. Yes. We will leave it there on Shuffle with the Wind, but we'll be back next week and we'll be talking about single number two, Can't Let Go. Ooh. Yes. And we also want all the listeners to know that we will be wanting to hear from you about your favorite memories for emotions. What's your favorite song, favorite performances, anything that you love about the Emotions album. We want to hear it, and we're going to put it together in a great little episode um, soon. Yes, so follow our social medias at The Mariah Report, and we'll let you know how to join in. Until then, leave an iTunes review or Apple Podcast review if you enjoyed the show. That helps the show grow. Again, follow us at The Mariah Report. And stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. The Mariah Report is produced and edited by Dan Enriquez and Martin Burgess. Hosted by Dan Enriquez and Martin Burgess. Graphics created by Sean Marks. Theme music created by E-Reezy Beats. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on Patreon. If you'd like to show your support or for more information, visit the show notes in your podcast app.